All right, I got a bunch of news headlines, gentlemen. News. 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 New news. Fresh off the press. Wait, new news? Who's, got, who's got the slight echo? Might be me. Yeah, probably you. Just tweak my gain a little. Don't everybody cheer at once. Hooray! Yeah. There was much rejoicing. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys want to do uh, news stuff? Let's news it up. I can do news stuff. Someday I'll get back to actually making QQ topics, but we've been doing this for so long, guys. Some days I think we're going to run out of things to talk about. Nah. Are we going to stop making Star Trek? Burn. We've got... We've got so many Star Wars shows coming. <laughs> Time's up. Start the game already! Let's do this. Run, boys! I'm ready. I'm not ready. Welcome, dear listener, to the QQ Cast. Today is Thursday, October fourteenth, twenty twenty-one. We're your hosts, Tonopot, Zach Mayer, and Raul Tor. Is oh, I just heard it say Raul started recording mid intro, and so I got distracted. <laughs> you, you jumped into our recording, so I was like, "Oh wait, I have a job. It's my one job." Uh, and this, dear listener, is Raul's one job, which is QQ News for the month of well, it's kind of the second half of September, and then a little bit of October, but October twenty twenty-one. Oh, gentlemen, it's been a while. How you guys doing? Surviving. Surviving is a thing, yes. Yep, yep. Taking the nutrients, excreting waste. You and your cats, that's wonderful. Yeah. Dear listener, check the mic check for, for that reference. Really, you didn't even answer. You're like, is this an existential crisis? Like, oh my god, how am I? I, I mean, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm hanging in there too. <laughs> Everybody always asks how I'm doing. Nobody ever asks why I'm doing. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, gentlemen, we got to, we got more stuff that's been happening recently. It's uh, it's kind of nice after like four years of we we did very little news. Um, that's how long we've been doing this podcast. There was a four year streak where the news was not much. Uh, there's been a bunch of news recently. It's just you know, fun video gamey stupid shit, and uh, I like I like that. It's fun. So, um, I got a whole bunch of headlines here. I don't know if you guys got some additional ones. Uh, really, these are also based off some of the things you put in our Slack channel. Hey, so, yeah. I have uh, two jobs. I know, right? <laughs> Zach, why don't you start us off by talking about something you dropped in that Slack channel. New Space Force uniforms dropped recently. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. They're so good. Oh, I love those uniforms. Uh, I got to pull up the images for them. They're and by basically... good, you mean what? <laughs> Well, there are some bizarre mashup of Battlestar Galactica and Star Trek. And really, it's just the whole combo, right? Yep. It just, it really does it for me. Yeah, the, the uniform itself is literally, like, you posted pictures of BSG uniforms. Like, it, it's like, no, it. someone just watched BSG and was like, yep, we're going to make those our uniforms. And then all the iconography from all the symbols is very Star Trek. Oh yeah, the uh, the rank insignias—they're just straight up variations on a Starfleet insignia. It's Insane. fantastic. <laughs> I mean, with with a military twist, but yes, it's it's so Star Trek. It hurts. They definitely do have a bit of a twist, and like um, there was a bit about as they um, like they're going through the the different E levels, like E one through whatever. Uh, the non-commissioned officer ranks are adding bars, and if I can ever find... It is so Star Trek. 
the specifics. Yeah, it's but just the Star Trek like, triangle, whatever you call that, arrowhead, whatever that is. Delta. Del- Thank it's a, you. It's a delta. I, I don't know these things. Um, with, yeah, literally just bars behind it, which, yeah, if anyone's watched Star Trek, any of the, the alternate futures, that's what their fucking insignias are. It's so funny. <laughs> Uh, on a BSG uniform, like, well, maybe I'll make a picture, the picture of that, the, the fucking picture for the podcast. It's so, oh, hey, at least there was one good thing to come out of the last four years. That's the Space (laughs) Force, not the Netflix show. Ruli, I need your commentary on this subject. I mean, it's, it's clothing for, I mean, did they even go Astute observation. I, I, I'm so, like, I would think, like, Space Force would have, like, maybe like astronaut suits like spacesuits like this like clothing thing is pretty boring like you can't wear that in space <laughs> well it's weird <laughs> it's super weird because this is like um they, they they have so much overlap with like missile command which is an air force uh division right so i don't know exactly what it is they think they're responsible for or what their their real space. ultimate mission <laughs> is yeah space, space. That's super specific, um, but yeah, no, it it would be. Man, I was what about to say it would be really cool space if we had. Force do. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it would be really cool if we had an agency that was, you know, sending people up into space. Oh, we'll, uh, we have that other headline. We'll get there. But at the same time, like. They operate GPS. You definitely need a fancy suit for that. Oh come on, that that they they stole that from Noah. Well, you needed something to do. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Just department <sighs> mergers. It's great. Yeah, it's weird and dumb. So wait, they have fifteen point five billion dollars in budget, and I have no idea what they're doing. Fantastic. I mean, yeah, sure. They spent a quarter of a billion on the uniforms. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Okay, well, okay, that was a fun headline. But let's follow it up by actually talking about Star Trek going into space. What headline could I be referring to? The Shatner. Shat Force. William Shatner went into space with Blue Origin, with uh, Bezos' company. I have to admit, Elon, I'm very disappointed in you right now. I know you're a listener of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so Bezos took uh, Shatner into space. They did some... uh, wonderfully cheesy i adored it press conferences beforehand where shatner wore his kind of uh classic orange color from tos and is surrounded by red shirts it was very very humorous (laughs) um but honestly i think the thing there are videos of shatner in space just marveling at at floating saying how amazing it is um but i think the thing that that got everybody's attention or at least certainly reddit's attention was what happened when shatner was giving his speech once he landed on the ground anyone follow this are you talking about the champagne shower? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That I don't know real. what's what's going on. So these he he climbs out of the pod and Bezos is standing there like a fucking mannequin because that's I don't know. He's like, what do I do with my hands? Except it's his whole body. <laughs> um and Shatner is just like genuinely moved by this whole experience. He went up, he came down, the whole thing was like ten minutes, right? Uh and he's just like gushing about how wonderful this experience was how he hopes that he i i I love the quote he says i hope i never recover from this i hope i can maintain what i feel now i don't want to lose it it's so it's so much larger than me and life 
and on and on. And Bezos at one point just kind of cuts him off and mm-hmm. sprays some chick with champagne and well, yeah, tries so, to so, offer else Shatner like, a, a glass, and he's just like, no. Yeah, yeah well, and Shatner's like a recovering alcoholic, and like one of his wives, I think, died uh, from like liver failure from from I think alcoholism. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, if yeah, if you knew anything about William Shatner, like, don't bring a bunch of fucking alcohol around him. Um, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but like, yeah, it was just uh, he literally gets cut off like mid, you know, like I'm in awe, Shatner speech, um, mm-hmm. and. Bezos just like, yeah, I want to share it. You know, spray people with champagne. Yeah, it's just like so awkward. It's so awkward. Yeah. Like, and there's <clears throat> there's been a bunch of stuff that's like, oh, this is just a publicity stunt. Send a celebrity up on a rocket and I mean, yeah. brings attention to, to Te- Blue Origin. And that's technically correct. That's absolutely part of it. But like, Shatner was genuinely moved. And also wasn't compensated for this trip. He paid out of pocket when Bezos said, hey, we've got a spot open. It's $250,000. Shatner was like, sure, let's do it. Um, This wasn't just like a paid promotional gig, but it was an opportunity. And honestly, the coolest part about it, it, all of the awkwardness aside and even, you know, the obvious impact that it had on one of uh, well, at least mine, probably Tom's, maybe not really his favorite like <laughs> actors in general. Uh, had he was the he he's the oldest person in space. Shatter is ninety. Yeah, he's like ninety. It's like I didn't know he was that old, but yeah, I didn't he's... either. He doesn't look it. He looks like he's gonna live another thirty years, <laughs> and I hope he does. But man, it colored for me some of his reaction to this because he's like he's very in his in his. Yeah, honestly, just kind of stream of consciousness reaction to the whole thing. Um, he's very into this metaphor. It's like he's going up and up and up, and he's got the the windows, and he can see it's just like blue, and then it just really quickly turns to just black nothing. And then he's looking back down, and there's there's the earth and life, and then he looks back up, and it's black. Yeah, what did he call it? Ugly blackness. Uh He's like, yeah, down there, that's that's life, that's Mother Earth, and then out there, what is that? Is that death? Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like the suddenness of the transition was what what seemed to have struck him most. And I guess when you're 90, you're kind of in that mindset, but at the same time, you know, I'm just so pleased that he was so genuinely starstruck for lack of a better term by the whole experience that was wonderful to see his reaction to it despite jeff's awkwardness jeffrey 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 bezos Bezos. okay uh anyway we can move on from this particular i have one one thing i want to add to this conversation um i don't know if it was real or not but um supposedly there was some interview where they were talking to him beforehand and they were like what's the big deal? You've been in space before. And he just gave them a look of like, um, are you serious? So <laughs> I, I need to see if I can find that. That's pretty good. I hope that was a troll, but that's pretty good. I mean, what a low hanging joke. <laughs> that's just like, I can't even imagine. Shiner's had a wonderful career outside of Star Trek. He was Denny fucking Crane. He oh, has multiple Star spoken Trek. word <laughs> albums. Did oh, Crane, yeah, Boston right. Legal? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Boston Legal was a fun show. Okay. Well, okay. Do you guys want me to launch into Nintendo stuff? Do you want to talk about Facebook stuff? Do you want to talk about the HTC news? Where do you want to go from here, boys? Um, we should probably get Facebook out of the way. All right. Um, so, Ruli, you had something about Facebook Ray-Bans. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, like, some crazy weird thing that they're doing. It's like, um, I think they might have finally pulled off having a camera on your face 24-7 without making it look like you have a camera on your face 24-7. Okay, I need a link to this. Yeah, I'm trying to look this up. I don't know. I thought we were going to talk about the human trafficking. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about an outage. Introducing Ray-Ban oh, right. Stories, first-generation smart glasses. The glasses, they're smart. Uh, $300, built in partnership with Facebook. What is... It captures video? This sounds like the worst idea I've ever heard. Well, it's it's like this, like, influencer social media market thing that folks have been trying to get right for a while. Because, uh-huh. um, like, have you seen, like, the... Uh, what is it? Um... The spectacles, the, the what's it called, the Snapchat one? Is it Snapchat? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a while back. Yeah, and they, and they tried to like get those to be super popular, but like the main problem was just like it looks like you have a giant like freaking camera on your face. So. Yeah. So let's see. With Ray-Ban X Facebook glasses, you can take photos and videos, listen to music and calls, and share content directly to your social media channels. Look at all the fucks I don't give. I just... Metaverse. It's the metaverse and it's coming to you. Oh, nope. Whether you like it or not. I, I'm surprised Twitch isn't in on this because they have that whole um, Twitch reel, whatever it is. You guys know what I'm talking about? People walk around with cameras just like live streaming their real life. Well, yeah, but that's not like a product you buy. No. It's an activity you engage in. Yeah, sure. But it's still like, it was a thing for a good hot second on Twitch. Still they is, were bro. like, hey, you can you can totally just like live stream your life from our... Some... It's hard to call these smart glasses. Like, they're, they're not much more than your bone conducting headset with a camera on the front. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, it's, it's interesting because it's like... As cool as Google Glass sounded, everyone looked dorky as a uh, cyborg walking around. So it's interesting seeing the uh, the approach of having a um, aesthetic that's a little bit more normal and not sure. body. Well, it's it's an interesting design choice because, like, dear listener, can't see these things unless they look them up. But like, they didn't try and hide the cameras on these things. No, it's yeah, super they, cool they, that they they're don't stereoscopic. Hide it, but it's less intrusive. It is. They they just look like um, uh, they look pretty well integrated into the design of the thing, right? The visual design. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's Ray Ban. They're not going to be poorly done. I don't know. Like, it seems half-assed. I'm not going to be really interested until I also get a like worthwhile heads-up display to go with it. I am That's never where the smart part comes in to me. It's I am like, never going to be interested in this particular product. Well, are you uh do you keep up with the um uh what do they call them? The Bluetooth helmets that a lot of motorcycle people like. No. There's uh 
I'm trying to remember what it was called now. Is this part of is this is this uh, the intersection of your motorcycle or the your airplane life? Did they have like the psych fighter? Is it the fighter pilot head type thing? <laughs> um, I mean, not quite. There are some motorcycle helmets that will give you a HUD that has like the little. There, there uh, was like picture, one, picture. and unfortunately, it was. I thought it was really cool. It ended up being like a fucking scam, and I was really depressed. Yeah. Um. I mean, none of the ones with displays are any good, but the the Bluetooth helmets that you can get have like the um, it, it, it's not. Yeah, no, that stuff's fine. I cannot remember what the specific technology is called, and it's bugging me. But um, it's like uh, you you can link up a few of these things, and they'll sync together, and then it's just like tap your helmet, and you have comms for your writing group. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But um, like you you can integrate these things, like connect them to your phone, and you get Google Voice, uh, not Voice, but the the uh, you know, hey Google, and it'll. You, you can talk to your, your Google assistant, get directions and look stuff up and do whatever you can do with voice commands. Um, yeah, go- Google assistant. Is is it assistant. hey Google or is it okay Google? I have no idea. I don't know either. It can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. But like that stuff's kind of cool. But the fact that you don't even get a heads up display in that environment and you've got a lot of space to work with in a helmet, maybe not as much as I think because it's still mostly for like impact resistance, but... Um, more, I'm sure, than a pair of sunglasses to fit components and modules and things in. And plus, like, I feel like we're getting really good at making flexible and nearly invisible displays. It shouldn't be that fucking hard. (laughs) OLED has been a thing forever now, and the transparent displays that you see, like, LG coming out with that, like, fold up and stick on a wall and are fully transparent until you turn them on like those are super fucking neat and perfect for that kind of heads up use case and fucking uh what's the 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 microsoft ar headset again uh oh shit hololens hololens yeah like that shit is cash cash money cool <laughs> but it's you know it's limited application it's got a battery life that's measured in like minutes and <laughs> it's really really great when you're doing things like electrical work and getting your your heads up ar for where all the conduit is in your your building or when you're mocking up a product design and seeing it like in three three-dimensional space um that's okay. neat but mm, doesn't okay, quite we- We've spent way too much time on this this half not joke topic of uh, <clears throat> Facebook smart glasses. I think it's it's going to be interesting. It's one of those wave of the future things. Is, are they going to finally get it right Ooh. soon, or is it just this the uh, netbooks all over again? I love net. I'm, I'm, I have a netbook on my lap right now. I love the Chromebook. Chromebook Chromebook. Chromebook. It's an it's a type of like shut up. <laughs> Okay, so I don't, I don't want to talk about human trafficking or selling off rainforest uh, on Facebook because the world's depressing enough. Um, but there was a Facebook outage. So for a brief period of time, how many hours was it? The world like was six. devoid of the Faces book. Um, I think I think for most people, it's just like the, the Facebook thing was a inconvenient thing. But like a lot of folks who actually use WhatsApp as like a cheap text messaging messaging alternative, that was kind of a bummer. Because all their stuff went down. WhatsApp, yeah. Instagram, everything. Yeah. Um, and actually, uh, 
from a legal standpoint, if I'm not mistaken, I think the biggest issue was the fact that Facebook is used as a marketplace. Uh, and in the United States, that's obviously it, it is, but it's not a prevalent thing. But in other countries, the Facebook marketplace is absolutely positively massive. And so I think there's a bunch of regulatory bodies that are actually very concerned about like what happens when, you know, significant chunks of our economy disappear um, for periods at a time. And so I think that might be the bigger legal issue that Facebook faces going forward with this outage. Otherwise, it would just be an outage. Um, and any SLAs they've violated with, you know, terms of service and agreements with other companies, blah, 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 blah. But uh, yeah, when they actually explained what happened, uh, does anyone feel qualified to explain uh, to dear listener what happened with um, what caused the outage and why they couldn't once, use their badges get to get into, into the building? DNS and router world, I, I tune out. But I'm going to pay attention to whoever explains it to me because it's... Yeah, sort of. So... I actually had a thread about this where I was talking about it a few days ago. Um, it wasn't so much that DNS failed, although it did, uh, but it failed because something much more fundamental failed. And ultimately that was caused by Facebook sort of being so interconnected with itself in ways that it really shouldn't have been. So, so that... this is from... So from their official postmortem, yeah. our engineering team have learned that configuration changes on the backbone routers that yeah. coordinate network traffic between our data centers cause issues that interrupted this communication, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, so the, uh, their backbone routers are basically, they don't use the internet conventionally the way the rest of us do, right? They have their own private pipelines mm -hmm. that, that tunnel data from point A to point B. This is for security. This is for bandwidth. This is for... Uh, so they can't be saturated by other things. So that's what the backbone is. And if that's all run by hardware routers, that's be the fastest shit on the planet. And so if they pushed a bad config update, I don't know how they had a cascading failure like that. Like you'd think they'd have a data center out, but somehow they fucked up all internet traffic between every data center simultaneously. So yeah, even, and then they're reliant on their own authentication systems, even for things like their badges. So they couldn't even get into their own fucking buildings because when you do single sign-on, well, guess what? Single point of failure if you don't make it redundant. And all of their DMZs were down. So like, fuck, I don't know how they did that. <laughs> so yeah, it was BGP. They were, they, they fucked up the announcements within their DNS by not having BGP uh, basically say that, hey, this DNS endpoint has the IPs for X number. You guys know, know the domain name system routing stuff? I know of it. Kind of, okay. <laughs> so a DNS server is basically a lookup table. And it has your DNS names wrapped to some physical IP address, and you subnet those out, and you can get uh, network segments that spread out over an organization or the internet. Um, with subnetting, you get to reuse those, you know, hundred or so billion IPs that we actually have to dish out, and IPv6 fixes all of that. But DNS servers are fundamental, right? They're the things that let you say, hey. I want to get to Facebook.com. You hit a DNS server. It says, I want to hit Facebook.com. Who knows where that is? It routes you to probably it, another DNS server. It translates and on and on and Zach on House to a up. physical address. Yeah. So BGP uh, is a protocol for having those DNS servers announce what domains they know of and how, and basically what things they know about. So when something changes... 
an announcement is made, it propagates through the network and records get updated. And that helps routing tables all just kind of build out organically. Apparently, they fucked up their BGP config and those announcements stopped going out to their own DNS servers. So then nothing knew where anything was and that filtered over because into their internal systems because they were using the same backbone for all of their internal stuff as all of their external stuff, which is why you had people with the jaws of life and an angle grinder <laughs> trying to get into the buildings to fix this because the doors were operated on the same network and wouldn't unlock. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, there you go. That's pretty fun. Keep prod, keep prod and dev separate, boys and girls. Okay, well, that was enough nerdy shit that uh, even even we, the super nerds, you know, only have uh, a fundamental grasp of. All right, let's move on from the Faces book. Um, wait, 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 wait. There's one more thing. One more oh, thing God. with a number. God damn it. Seven billion dollars. Oh, is that much Zuck lost? Yeah. Oh, like it matters. And like 12% off of Facebook stock. Hooray. Yay. No, buy no it comment. cheap. No comment. Yeah. It's a real big bump. I love All right. It. Let's let's finally get to the biggest news item on this list. Really, it's the one that I know is going to just, if you didn't hear about this, it's going to melt your heart. Um, Robert Beltran is returning as Chakotay to the Star Trek universe on Star Trek Prodigy. What does any of that mean? <laughs> it means Chakotay's back, baby. First officer of the USS Voyager. Chakotay? Former Maki uh, defector, former uh, teacher of advanced guy? tactics at Star Trek or sorry, at Starfleet Academy, Robert Beltran, uh, one of the first Native American actors on Star Trek. Come on, bro, keep up. In the guac dimension, Chipotle, what? Wow, that was only mildly racist, you fucking asshole. <laughs> Chica <-chicote. sighs> Okay, fine, we can get on to the real big headlines. Walking Dead is getting an anthology series called Tales of the Walking Dead. Woo, I guess. Really, I you used no. to love Walking Dead. Oh, and no. I, I love the comic. I, I still stand by it being an awesome comic. I've, like, like we were, like, I would watch the uh, Walking Dead with my family on Sundays, and it just kind of plummeted off the face of the earth, like, two yeah. seasons ago, just because it stopped being interesting. It's just, like, once once they killed off all the cool characters, it's kind of boring now. Yeah. Is it just the Daryl show now? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Daryl. It's fine, but it's just, it's, it's... I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll see the the last last episode just to see what they do. Eh. All right. Other major news: the Cowboy Bebop live action uh series is going to have the original Japanese cast dub the anime for Netflix or not Yay! the anime. The anime cast is going to dub the live action show for Netflix. Look, you get what I'm trying to say. Yes. <laughs> Hooray! Uh, Netflix also got streaming rights for Cowboy Bebop, so that will be coming to Netflix, I think, later this month. And then the live action show premieres early next month. I actually am excited. Like, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm, I'm genuinely excited. Yeah. Have you seen the, um, the intro, intro yet? Yeah. The intro looks great. Yeah, it's total homage to the original. It's still got Tank. Great fucking song. Totally mm -hmm. into it. It looks like. I don't know if it was like soap opera effect, but it looks like a little like um, knockoff be rooted movie type thing. Just from yeah. the cinematography perspective, it just it looks looks weird. It seems off. It, I, um, I agree with you. It kind of looks a little like I hate to say like cosplay low budget, but it kind of does. It's 
cautiously optimistic. Eh, it still looks better than the Bleach adaptation. <laughs> the bar but, is high. Uh, yeah. I mean, and honestly, like, the Bleach one wasn't bad. So I, I feel like there's enough reverence for the source material. Source material. That's that's rich. Hey, it's 25 years old. You can call it source material at this point. I guess, but it's not original. Like, it's based on something else that I don't remember the name of. No, it's not. It's like um, an amalgam of shit, but it's an original it, anime. Uh, mm, I mean, yeah, as, I as, as original as space cowboys can be, bro. There's nothing original ever. Cowboys in space! In space. Now with a royal British dog. That yeah, was a but. Joke. Uh, the only character missing was Ed. Yep, and still no one knows what they're going to do about that. I think they're going to end, uh, like, this 10th episode with Ed showing up. It's like they're going to have, like, a Ed walks in or, or hacks moment, and they're going to set up the tease. The way that uh, Walking Dead Season 2 set up the tease for Michonne. Mm, I could see it. That's my bet. I could see it. I mean, Ed was a mid-season character in the original yeah. anyway, so... True. Ed doesn't show up for a long time in that. All right, moving mm, on. I'm next... Cautiously optimistic, yes. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, there you go. Keep moving going. on. Next headline, James Bond infiltrates Rocket League. That's right. The classic Aston Martin is coming to Rocket League. Right. Cool. I love Rocket League. It's adopted a lot of the same traits from Fortnite, though. <laughs> with the cosmetics tie-ins. I mean, yeah, but, you know, whatever. I respect that. Yeah. They're selling uh, cosmetics. So, Good for them. Oh. They, need, they need to make money. I, I I want those developers to have houses. Well, speaking of Bond, I think uh, there's a new one coming, right? It's already Daniel out. Craig's the, last. The time to die. It, yeah. It's already out. Oh, yeah. oh, it's already out? Yeah, Shit. yeah you can see it Finally, in the it's been for, like, ever. Oh, yeah. in theaters, that's why. R reviews seem to say it's fine. Yeah, I get that. I do kind of like that uh, the Daniel Craig Bond has like a defined beginning, middle, and end mm -hmm. in his in his tenure. And there's talk of making the next Bond a woman, which I also am kind of excited about. Like That could be a lot of fun. Yeah. No, no, it's one of those franchises that I enjoy, and it's kind of a guilty pleasure because he's such a misogynistic character, I think changing up the the gender roles would be refreshing at least but i just hope it's not super like forced and overdone you know i have no idea what that means practically but yeah we'll see yeah agreed. i'm still I, gonna watch it like it's james bond whoever it is yeah i just don't have nearly enough experience or reverence for the uh uh for the james bond series so like it's yeah, more of cool. the feeling Recast, of continuity like, James Bond has been around so long. Like, before any of us, James Bond was a thing. And it's just continued to be a thing. So it just feels like something solid in media that you can just kind of count on, you know? It's comfy in a weird, like, creepy uncle way. Hooray? Question mark? It's, it's fine. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I like the older stuff. I haven't really got into the, the newer ones. So I've heard good things about it, though. I mean, Casino Royale is legitimately fantastic. Oh, man. Um, and Skyfall is also real good. So even if it's only two of the five Daniel Craigs are, are truly great, I think the only one that has truly bad reviews is Quantum Solace. So yeah. hey, that's, that's not bad. Two, two great, two good, one meddling. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. Skyfall is really, really great. I can't rewatch um, 
Casino Royale because Jesus, there's the scene where she drowns and yep. that just it gets me, man. Like there's something about that that is just like viscerally awful. And what an effect. But mm, no, it's it's undeniably good. It's a good movie. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh oh man, unless we want to talk about Oh no, I still have two more things here. Okay. HTC Vive dropped some news like today, yesterday? How long ago was this? Zap no idea, because I haven't heard about this at all. Uh, HTC Vive, uh, Thursday, October 14th. HTC Vive drops their latest VR headset, which is a foldable pair of VR goggles. Really? Oh, Vive yeah. Flow. So apparently it's going to cap out at 60 FPS, um, and it only has a 100 degree uh, uh field of view which isn't a ton but um it's gonna be priced at 500 bucks very small i i don't think it's a standalone headset let me see here i i have not read up on this i don't understand this tagline the immersive vr glasses for on the go wellness yeah i think these on might the be go standalone. Wellness? it looks That's like it, it looks like it can connect to your phone uh um, oh, yeah connect over bluetooth jesus so i guess it is standalone that's fucking impressive Quil the Quilcom chip, the onboard chip handles all of the flow's processing. It's powerful enough to drive basic political uh, VR experiences, like attend a, vir a virtual meeting or sync. So I don't think this is going to be for gaming, or at least not high-resolution gaming. No. But, you know, but streaming, streaming service apps, anything that's going to render in 3D, they're going to play it. That's kind of cool. You know how we were saying that, like, um, tech that makes, makes you look goofy? These, every single image where the person wearing these, they just look... Like mad scientist weird. Yeah, no, mad scientist awesome is what you're going for. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of into it. If I had unlimited money to burn, I might pick up a pair of these and just like it's the, um, yeah, I, I I would wear these like on a plane, like virtual movie theater would be perfect for this. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Think about how cool we would look wearing our sunglasses in the theater, Ruli. We'd look so cool. Whatever. I mean, they look kind of ridiculous. I mean, the concept is cool. I'm, I'm still waiting for some decently priced VR stuff that's standalone. But there, there you go. That's standalone five hundred dollars, bro. Well, that's that's like a little Steam Steam <laughs> Switch thing. Well, yeah, but at least you'll be able to play it when Facebook is down. Unlike your Oculus, burn, baby. <laughs> oh, this is kind of neat. Like, it looks like they're using the phone as the controller. So you know how in the Tom, you at least know when you're in the Vive and you use the uh, the wand to kind of point at stuff. Mm -hmm. It seems like that's what they're doing, except it's just with a phone. Um, ooh, active cooling—that's fun. There's uh, a giant fan on your nose. It's <laughs> gonna be really loud when you're trying to meditate. You know, if windmills give you cancer, I can't imagine what that thing's gonna do. Zing! Honestly, like I would put up with it. The headsets get hot and sticky, but not because of the heat. Okay, okay, okay. Unless we want to talk about the uh, the Surface event, which Microsoft unveiled a bunch of products. Everything else I got is the Nintendo. The Nintendo. I'd be interested in the Surface event uh, because I haven't seen it, but I can always go look it up later. <laughs> I, I would, I'd have to look up headlines in real time. They announced... 
the the uh, Surface Duo, which is a phone, which is you know one of those folding phones, um, like new Surface Pro, a new Surface. It's just a new lineup of all the Surface stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the Duo, uh, the, the Duo Two. The first one looks super duper fucking cool. Um, let's see. What I'm mostly interested in is the new generation of laptop, and it looks like there is a Surface Laptop Studio, but it doesn't have the awesome hinge anymore. Like, I'm sure it's got a great hinge, but it's not the same. It's not the same, man. Oh, actually, this is really cool. Huh. Well, okay, okay, okay. All right, anyway, Nintendo... Wait, wait, before before Nintendo, oh. uh, Netflix. Um, uh, please tell me y'all have seen like Squid Game yet. I have not. Oh man, oh, I still have I still have the season finale to watch, but I've seen okay, most of been it. Watching it, okay. Yes. Yeah. It is. It is good. only only the number one hit sensation on Netflix all over the globe. I have not yeah. watched it. It's. Uh, I, I finished it's it. It's good. Strong endorsement. It's a romp. That's all I wanted to see if, you, okay. if you've seen it or not. So we can talk more about it later. I, I definitely think it's worth a, a review, if not a more in, in, in depth once you once you watch it, Tom, because you should probably watch it. Yeah, maybe. I got, I'm waiting for my Cowboy Bebop's man. That's a month away. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm bad. I should watch shows and shit. I just I don't know. I suck. Um. All right, cool. I got a handful of uh, Nintendo news, so let's just do this. So we had a Nintendo Direct. A bunch of stuff was announced. Let's blow through that. And I think we'll wrap on the uh, the thing the Internet's most interested in. Um, so I guess first things first, Nintendo Switch Online uh, has announced an expansion pack where you will now pay a few extra dollars. I don't know if they've announced the actual price uh, per year to get additional games to download. So right now, the NES and SNES games are free. But they're adding even more games for the N64 and the Sega Genesis. That caught the internet by surprise. And they're going to be producing uh, controllers for both. So an official Nintendo N64 virtual controller and a Sega controller. Um, so, yeah, you guys ready to pay for some more emulation? <laughs> I mean, it's 20 bucks a year right now. Like, if it's like 30 bucks a year, sure, why not? I mean, I can't imagine there's going to be a very steep pricing price for that. But who knows? It's Nintendo. Yeah, what, yeah. what do you think uh, they'll they'll charge for that? Any any theories? Honestly, thirty uh, bucks. If, if it's if it's any more than that, I think people will be like, "Why?" Yeah, that sounds about right to me. Like, they can't straight up double it. Any less than that doesn't make a huge amount of sense. Just make it free, and much more than that just doesn't seem worthwhile. So yeah, thirty seems like a pretty sweet spot. Yeah, I actually was guessing they might double it. I, I was thinking that would be the other. What, it's like twenty or twenty-five a year would be like fifty, but um, I could be wrong. I mean, it's not like Nintendo's pricing has ever made sense. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know. I I've been saying they should have done this for years. That they should have had a subscription. Everyone's been saying this. They should have subscription Netflix esque model. They're finally sort of doing it. We'll see if they're committed to the bit. We'll see if they keep making more games for it. But I personally think this move is way overdue. Mm-hmm. And I'd love yeah. to see them do the fucking Game Boy Advance. That'd be fucking amazing as well. Um, it's just, oh my god, they just Nintendo has so many great games and properties across so many consoles. And I, we'd be willing, I would be willing to pay for them if they would just fucking release them. And they just never do. So I'm, 
I'm genuinely happy to see them doing this, and I, I hope that, again, this is the start of something, because I think it's a great model that Nintendo should have been doing a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I would love to see somebody do the um, the old Netflix strategy with like digital downloads, where it's like you get or, or or Audible, right? They give you Audible credits every month, and you can or like an Audible credit per month with your subscription, and you can use it for a free book. Um, if you applied that to something like Nintendo Direct, just say, hey, you get two classic game downloads whenever you want them and if you want a new game trade one in and get another one out and if you need more than that then there's an upcharge and you know that kind of thing i think they could get away with it and i think it would probably spread out the uh the cost of the service to the people who use it more end up actually paying more and the people who use it occasionally don't feel like they're getting gouged yeah, I mean, I, there. Oh, there's just so much to get into if we really want to deep dive into this. But like, there's a ton of games that you can't legitimately get or from Nintendo anymore. You can't, you know, legitimately buy. You can only buy old cartridges of. And so, if you want to actually, you know, support Nintendo or get these old games legitimately, they need to offer some kind of service. And I think this is a way to do it. But uh, yeah. let's not get into all of that. Yeah, and oh, no, you, assuming you, that you they don't want to go the Disney route. <laughs> But you did open that kettle worm, so um, stop me if this is probably a topic that we it. should talk about too much. Yeah. But the um, there were I'll, I'll keep this vague, but you tell me if I keep going. Apparently, there were a couple of news places that were talking about how you could play a certain new game on your PC, and everyone was like, "Oh, why Kotaku, are you, Jesus! Why are you why are you talking about that?" and I mean, there's stories ranging from them from stupidity to trying to put more light on it so someone can do a cease and desist. But you know, it's mm. it's uh, it was very interesting to see that take off the past couple of days. Yeah, that was definitely a thing. Um, okay, let's not get into that. Maybe we can do that for our next our next okay. QQ topic because that's okay. An interesting set of set yes, of stuff. Fair okay. enough. Fair enough. All right, cool. Um, so just mentioning Game Boy Advance real quick, they they uh, announced and Konami announced and released on the same day Castlevania Advanced Collection for the Switch, so you can get the old GBA games. So finally, some GBA games coming to Switch! Hooray! <laughs> um, that was a minor announcement. So the other uh, major announcement, second to last thing I have here for actually no third to last thing I have for news, um, is the final Smash Brothers character was finally announced. Ruly. Who's it gonna be? Dude from Kingdom Hearts with the key sword. Dude from Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> okay, it's a dude from Kingdom Hearts. It's the Keyblade guy. Kingdom Hearts, dude. True. Generic anime Keyblade guy. Sora, right? Sora. Sora. I say Sora. Yeah, Sora. You got it. Yeah, I know very little about Kingdom Hearts. Very little about Smash. I mean, I know well. I know plenty, but not enough to to speak on it. So. Yay, final Smash Brothers character. I don't even know what that brings the rosters to. Some absurd number. Boy, if you wanted to get content in your fighting game, Smash Brothers Ultimate is just unquestionably the content game for you. Yeah. So much smashing. A little bit. So much fighting. (laughs) Why can't we be friends? Well, friends smash each other, that's why. Oh. (laughs) Oh. We'll have a smashing good time. Okay, cool. I, I, I haven't played in a while. I, I need to... I think I downloaded it. I just need to get all the DLC and just, just play as Banjo-Kazooie forever, because why not Banjo-Kazooie forever? Oh, man. I actually started playing a little bit of that last week, and I'm still unlocking characters. 
Smash or banjo? Smash. Okay. Smash. <laughs> Get smash. <sighs> okay, cool. Um, all right. I let's see here. Okay, let's end on the the thing the internet's most excited about. So, okay, second to last news headline. Metroid Dread uh, released last week. I picked up a copy in New York City, not from the N Nintendo store because the line was like an hour to get in. I wasn't going to do it, um, at least at that time. But Nintendo Dread has been smashing sales. Nintendo Dread. <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> Metroid Dread. Dread has been smashing sales records for that franchise. Uh, it has outsold nearly every Metroid game in Japan already. I think there's only one that's ahead of it. And... Um, almost topped the biggest launch for the UK. It fell short by like 1,000 units, but I don't know if that was including digital downloads, so it might still have the, the largest launch. I don't know. Um, and it also triggered a, a resurgence of every other virtual console Nintendo has. Not that there's many, but the Wii U and the 3DS, all the other old Metroid games, Fusion, Zero Mission, um, uh, uh, Samus Returns, they all were topping the charts or getting massive sales boosts. Um, and people waiting with people waiting for uh, Dread to come out. So Metroid is enjoying a little renaissance right now. Really excited to see it. Um, I I've bought Dread. I I'm one hour into it. I need to play more. Maybe when I'm watching Squid Game or whatever the fuck. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's just crushing sales numbers. It's really cool. Do you guys give a flying fuck about Metroid or Metroid Dread? I mean, I, I bought it. I'm I'm trying to play it. I wish it had a colorblind mode because I was stuck on the first level probably more than I would want to be stuck for. No! Yeah. So there was a whole thing uh, of people talking about Dread in the context of accessibility and the fact that it doesn't have difficulty sliders or a colorblind mode or pretty much anything. It's the most difficult first-party platform game that Nintendo has ever released is the claim. Uh, you know, the Dark Souls of the Metroid series. There's a lot to be said for releasing a piece of media with a coherent vision in mind for how it should be consumed and presented. There's a lot more to be said for the audience being an equal participant in media, and accessibility is a big part of that. So I'm torn. Metroid is generally not a series that I'm, like, super into. I like the character, uh, well, all the characters in it, but I'm not a huge platformer person to begin with. Mm -hmm. And I probably won't play Dread unless I get real curious one day and decide that I have more money than I need. Um, so for me, it doesn't feel like I have much of a dog in that fight. But as a UX person... I get that accessibility argument. Like that makes a lot of sense and it it makes me a little bit sad. Like I kind of hope that that was just something that got cut for launch and that they add on later. I just hope it wasn't something that got left intentionally out of the game. Accessibility is a a very broad topic with a lot of challenges. It's stuff that I'm dealing with right now uh, at work. I look forward to the day when our game or my game ships and I can talk about these things. But um, it's it's hard. There's lots of different types of accessibility. It's hard to build all these things in. Um, it's hard to, to be able to cater to your entire audience. And when it comes to colorblindness for a, a platformer like Metroid, you know, worrying about writing custom shaders or how all the different colors are going to, uh, with that many colors and that many objects on screen, how they're all going to uh, run or react in different modes, 
is challenge for the art team to still make everything look good. I'm, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be done. I'm not saying that it's not important. I'm pointing out that it is a challenge. I'm only saying that it's not easy. Um, you know, with yeah, puzzle yeah. games and you can just change the puzzle pieces, it's a much more straightforward thing. This is challenging. But I was uh, talking to someone about it, like, and I, I, I get it, but like, there was also like, oh yeah, like, I think it was, I don't know if he was joking or not, but it's like, yeah, once you play for like 18 hours, you eventually get this like thing to scan to like, to highlight those things that were like the, you know, the holes or the wall and stuff you're supposed to blow up. I'm like, I wouldn't like that in maybe like three hours into the game. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe there's some way I can cut corners and get to that faster. But yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I hope you're able to play it really. I am sorry that that's, that's a challenge, man. Oh, it's not a big deal. I've, I've lived with it all my life, so. For sure. Yeah, it's mostly for me, and I think a lot of other people that are looking at it, that there isn't there there doesn't even seem to be an attempt to be accessible yet, and there's this worry that that's an that that's an intentional design choice, like they don't want to be accessible. No, that's um, never that's never the case. That's some cynical thought right there. Yeah, right. So you know, we'll see what comes out with patches. It's it's a new age, and the. <laughs> The alternative is almost as bad, right? Because if these are features that were left out from the initial release, then this is the uh, day one patch leaking pretty visibly into the Nintendo first-party space. In a, in a space that is, I, I think, rightly praised for releasing complete games still, that's a little jarring, too. Did did y'all see the uh, the memes of like uh, a sixty dollar Nintendo game versus a sixty dollar PlayStation Five game? Mm-hmm. Those, no, those, those did have me cracking up. Those were pretty yeah. funny. And then people just started doing like random things. It's just like sixty dollar Nintendo game, and here's like like five, five or I'm sorry, three twenty piece twenty dollar combos from KFC. It's like <laughs> random stuff to compare value to. <laughs> Yeah. All right, all right, gentlemen. Last news headline that I've got here. The internet has been ablaze with this for a while. The casting of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Now, this is a CG movie, so these are just voice actors. But the casting got... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm remembering the really things giggling. that I put. <laughs> well, really, why don't you go... No, why don't you go ahead and talk about this? Cruz Pratt is going to be Mario. Oh, you lead with the big one. That's the only thing that I would want to talk about. Who cares about Donkey Kong or who's like Chris Pratt is Mario, and not only Mario, but Mario is gonna have a normal voice. And I'm like, what does this mean? I just, I just can't picture it. I literally can't imagine it. It's, it's, I, it's. I think it's gonna be like, like we're gonna see that trailer, and I think it's gonna be like that the Sonic moment where like the world is gonna collectively be like, this is wrong and horrible, and it's. I I just I was kind of hopeful, but I don't know. Like it's I don't know. I I, I just don't know what to expect anymore. Like it's well, it's not going to be better than the best Mario movie of all time. Well, the best movie of all time, really. <laughs> but uh, I just Mario's in Event that. Horizon. What? Yeah, I love that they're like he's going to have a normal voice. Like you're you're <laughs> filling out a customs card and under nationality they've got Italian or normal. <laughs> oh, when you put it that way, goddamn it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean it'd be almost 
if not more awkward to see Chris Pratt trying to do an Italian accent uh, a la Mario. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I like Chris Pratt. I think he's fun. He's great in Guardians. He's great in uh, you know, Parks and Rec and pretty much most of the stuff that I've seen him in. He's enjoyable on screen. I don't know that he's done a ton of voiceover stuff, so it'll be a departure from his norm, I guess. And it'll probably be fun. He's no Ryan Reynolds, but he's not bad either. Well, yeah, it's... Uh... I, I do think this is, you know, the term stunt casting applies here, where all of these names are very, very big Hollywood names, and it, they're all professional actors and actresses. I'm sure they can do good voiceover work, but it's not quite the same as getting professional, at least in my opinion, getting the same as professional voice actors to do this work. Um, so it's going to be weird with, yeah, I, I, not that we needed Charles Martinet to be doing, you know, Mario voice. That wouldn't go over for 90 plus minutes. But Chris Pratt, as just to go over the cast, Chris Pratt is Mario. Uh, Charlie Day is Luigi, which I could kind of see. I can actually kind of see that. Uh, Anna Taylor-Joy is Princess Peach. You can see that too. Jack Black is Bowser, which I'd actually go so far as to say it's slightly inspired. I'm actually going to give that one cool. Uh, one that, look, I like this guy, but I'm not sure about this. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Uh, and Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. I'm not... I, I like those actors. I like them both. I'm not so sure about those roles. So this is a very mixed bag for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. What was the other... God dang it. I cannot remember the dude's name. Not Jack Black, but uh, another comedian with the last name Black. I don't know. Lewis Black. Lewis Black. Yeah. <laughs> he could have been Bowser. <laughs> he absolutely could have been Bowser. See, that's who I was thinking of. You said Jack Black, and I saw, his, and I saw Lewis Black's face for a split <laughs> second. I was like... Oh, yeah, and then I remembered who Jack Black is, and I'm like, oh, wait. Ah, oh, but... The Mushroom Kingdom sucks! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a right, terrible but, perspective. But even, like, like, even, like, <laughs> you a really perspective... evaluate your relationship. I'm, I'm even princess. wondering, like, what's, what's the story going to be? And, like, with names like that, I kind of wonder if it's going to be one of those, like, it's CGI for a little bit, but guess what? Mario's in the real world now, and something silly or something like that. Oh, it's... who knows? No, they said it's animated. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Look all the fucks I don't give. All right, well, cool. Gentlemen, that was all the news I had. Anybody want to add anything, or do we want to wrap it up? Um, nah, I'm wrap good. It up. In three, two, one. Okay, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about stuff, maybe emulators and the morality thereof, and, and posting Kotaku articles about emulating brand new games. Uh, you'd think that would be a no-brainer. But um, who knows? We'll figure it out. Zach Rooley, thanks again. Great to talk with you guys. Sorry we've uh, we've all had such fucked up schedules for the last month, but uh, glad to be back on. Woo! Glad to see you guys. Slash, here you. Yeah, here, here mostly, but little, little see. All right. Woo! Well, cool, dear listener. Thanks again for joining us. And until next time, QQ! Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. All right, I'll edit that and get it up. Did you guys see Free Guy? I did not. No. I haven't seen shit, dude. I'm yeah, lame. Fair. I think it's finally on, like, VOD, right? <sighs> yeah, somewhere. Let's see. Yeah, VOD video on demand. Yeah, no, I just 
I thought of Ryan Reynolds and I was like, what's the last thing he did? Oh yeah, Free Guy. I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen Shang-Chi either, but I probably won't until it's streaming somewhere. That's good. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that either. Anywho. Look forward to Dune. It's coming out in a week or two or something. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, yeah. gents. Well, thanks again. Great to talk to y'all. And uh, talk to y'all soon. Until next time. Next week. Bye. Hey, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Please always remember that all views and opinions expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them. Not of their friends and family, not of their co-hosts or co-workers, and certainly not of their employers, past, present, or future. Again, thank you for joining us, and thank you for respecting our individuality. You played two hours to die like this?